Giuliani. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome, America, to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and welcome on the day after Christmas, which has a, a number of uh, significant um, holidays, holy days, and everything else attached to it. The first thing it has is it's the official holiday for the United States government for Christmas. So if you took off today, don't feel bad unless you have a boss like Scrooge, a Scrooge who did not get visited by Christmas, present, Christmas, past, and look host of Christmas future. <laughs> Straighten that old guy out quick. <laughs> boy, oh boy. So that's pretty much the way the mafia used to do it. Except they would, you know, they'd face you with the same thing. Uh, sometimes it'd be broken legs, not death. Uh, so they're all upset in New York about Governor Abbott. And I'm all excited about Governor Abbott. And that's why, I don't know, this city's nuts. So think about, I want you to just think about this, and I want you to exercise what my uh, whole podcast is about, and I've done almost 300 of them, common sense, okay? For years, including from the day one of the Adams administration, Adams has made New York City an uber-sanctuary city. By an uber-sanctuary city, I don't mean the basic humane uh, exceptions that I would not consider to be sanctuary city. I would consider to be humane city. Here's what I mean. If somebody is here illegally, not a criminal, but here illegally based on trying to get, trying to sneak in as an asylee, even if you're not just sneaking in in general, but you're not a criminal, you're not a rapist, you don't have a record, you're trying to work, maybe you do work off the books, you shouldn't be here. It's not the way to do it. We got a lot of people that want to come here the right way, and and because uh, of the of the hostility this is all created, it, it it's lost for us our genius of assimilation. The controversy has destroyed our assimilation, and none of the and none of the people in the in the uh, in the glass houses of the New York Times or the Washington Post or our Congress has actually even thinks about that. But that's really what they're dealing with right now. They're dealing with an immigrant population that is unassimilated, does not want to be assimilated, and we have a culture now, we have an elite in this country that doesn't want to assimilate because they hate America, right? They don't want them to be part of the slavery thing. The only thing they want to assimilate them into that has to do with slavery is the Democrat Party, which was one of the big architects of slavery. But, of course, they're hypocritical liars. So how can Adams complain or uh, Lighthead or the one in Washington, that Abbott or uh, DeSantis is sending the excess hundreds of thousands of people that are coming over the secure border. I say the secure border because it is the dogmatic policy of the fascist uh, Biden regime that we have a con- we have a controlled border. We must say that. You see, if I don't say controlled border. I could be arrested. I could be canceled. I, they'll call me all of a CNBC, a, a liar. Now, it doesn't matter. We can look at television and see the people walking over. We can see the CNN reporter standing there saying, Secretary Mayorkas says it's a controlled border as he's being knocked over by people coming in illegally. Right? Just like during, just like during uh, 2020 when the riots were going on. 
This is a generally peaceful Antifa BLM riot. Boom! Bangs! The reporter's running now for cover. <laughs> His camera gets shot. The building gets burned now. This was a relatively peaceful. There wasn't a single relatively peaceful 500 riots where they didn't destroy enormous amounts of property at least, burn cars, burn buildings, injure people, send cops. Just a complete lie. So they're lying about the border. So Abbott and DeSantis, and they don't belong to his party of slavery, the Democrat Party. They belong to the party that fought slavery, the Republican Party. So why are they going to buy his bull that, that people can just come in? And why should their states be burdened only by it? When there are states that are not just there and fairness would dictate that they take up some of the burden, they're asking for it. They're saying we want illegal immigrants. Well, they, they find euphemistic words. They don't say illegal immigrants. We want people seeking freedom. They don't mention that a third of them are MS-13 that like to chop little girls' heads off. They want freedom to chop little girls' heads off. Or that a whole bunch of them are fentanyl dealers, otherwise we wouldn't have set records for the last two years under Joe, the cartel's best friend Biden. Hmm, do they mention that? Or that we're getting disproportionate number of terrorists coming in. Nor do they ever mention the fact that even when we talk about the ones we know coming in, which is now 4 million under Biden, 4 million under Biden, 4 million, there are at least conservatively 2 million more we didn't get to see. It is a function of illegal immigration that people do not get apprehended. It's been true forever since the time I ran it. And it gets worse the more the resources are strained. So if you're doing a good job, let, let, let me tell you the, the, the numbers now, right now. You want just a straight-out comparison over four, a four-year. Uh, Trump had it down to 500,000. This year it was 2.4 million. That's the difference between a president and whatever this thing we have in the White House is. Uh, uh, there'll, there'll be a point in American history where we come up with a different name for him other than president. Because this is not a president. This is not what any of our founding fathers conceived of. Uh, sitting in the White House. He doesn't have the mental or moral capacity to run the greatest country on earth. He has the mental or moral capacity to ruin the greatest country on earth, which he's doing. So I think Abbott should shut his mouth, take care of the people that are here, maybe tone down the sanctuary city thing about how welcome they are. And, of course, there are a bunch of wonderful people, uh, Adams, but you're a cop. Inside that group are, are some of the worst criminals in the Western Hemisphere. Because the cartels who run it, when they see this open border, this is like a, this is like a, a, a gift. So they can slip in a hundred people. If they didn't do it, they wouldn't be good criminals. And that's why it is, it is just ridiculous when you get on either extreme here. You get too extreme on my side, the Republican side, has been true for 30 years and I was in favor of the Reagan bill, which was a compromise. Republicans see them all as bad. They're all bad, all bad, and they're violating the law. They're all bad. Well, there's violating the law, and there's violating the law. Violating technical laws is one thing. 
try to try to you know, not fill out a form or avoid a form so you can save your kid's life. I don't know. Come on, I'm going to shoot that person. Wanted to come here because you, you you want to work and you can't work where you are. But we have to have a system to make it happen fairly. And but if you screw up those laws, you're not going to ruin my country. On the other hand, when people can come in that way, then bad people that make up a big portion of this world will take advantage of it, and they will send terrorists in. They will send people with fentanyl in. They will send people in who want to traffic little girls, which is now at the highest level it's been in 35 years because of Joe Biden. This open border is a worse invasion than the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, uh, in terms of number of deaths, close, if you consider the fentanyl deaths, maybe more. But it's worse because it's insidious. You know, we know what we're facing in Ukraine. Here, we don't know what we're facing, and we don't know what we're leaving for the future. Among other things, we're destroying the United States. A country without a border is not a country. It has no definition. A country that can be anything the new people want it to be when they come here is not a country. They have to be willing to take the beauty of what they bring with them, lose the things that let them come here in the first place because they're fleeing stuff, and take on the traditions of this country. This country is entitled to have traditions. That's what makes it a country. Now they come here, and they're met by a bunch of communists in the school unions and everywhere else. Uh, America was terrible to the slaves. America was selling Native Americans. America is terrible to everybody. We're, we're systemic racists, according to uh, Joe Nitwit Biden. What's the last nice thing a Democrat said about America? And please remember, again, they're a bunch of hypocrites because they're changing every name imaginable to try to convince everybody we have no heroes. And the name that needs to be changed is the Democrat Party because it had more to do with slavery than anyone. But they keep the name Democrat Party. The party of slavery, this party of racism, the party of Jim Crow, the party of Joe Biden's best friends who ran the Ku Klux Klan. Second largest number of victims, my friends out there, of Joe Biden's friends, the Ku Klux Klan, Italian-Americans. They were the second group in terms of getting lynched. Of course, African-Americans, much worse, and the numbers were much higher. So I am glad that Abbott... DeSantis spread this because the crooked media would have hid this story. They don't, they don't, you, you don't, you don't see on NBC, CBS, NBC, which I only watch for football. You, you don't see, uh, I am told, that there's a crisis at the border. Your country's being invaded and uh, your press is covering it up, much like it covered up the 30, 35 year criminality of our president which makes him, without any doubt, the most crooked president ever elected president. You did not know you were electing the most crooked person ever to run for president. There's nobody we know of that was taking bribes from the first month or two he was in the Senate. And the bribes get into the, I mean, 30 million from China, need I say more. You didn't know that when you elected him president, and they did. Now, are they Americans? Don't you? Have, don't we have a name for people like that? So they could have power. They kept from you the fact that he was a career criminal and a traitor to his country. What would you call uh, Dwight Eisenhower, 
or John Kennedy or Ronald Reagan if they took $30 million from the Soviet Union and didn't tell anybody, or their sons did and gave 50% to them. You know, the crooked media, including Fox and some of the others, they, they, they refused to emphasize the most telling text of all. It was around Christmas time about five years ago. And he was giving his daughter instructions on what the new generation of possible bag people were going to have to do. Because that's what the family functions as. It functions as bag people for the big crook. And he said, I've paid half. I've paid all the expenses of this family for 30 years, and they still don't respect me. Maybe they'll respect you. And Pop requires me for 30 years to pay half of my income to him, to pay half of my income to him. Question, the, the prosecuting attorney, Mr. Giuliani, has. doesn't even have to ask it. Isn't it a fact? Isn't it a fact that that half went to him? Because it was his money. We'll be right back. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Here we are back again on the Rudy Giuliani Show on St. Stephen's Day, Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. So uh, in federal court in San Francisco, you can't get rid of homeless people, says Donna M. Rue, a United States district judge. Even if the mayor, Mayor London Breed, hardly or conservative, says it's an emergency, like they're defecating on the street, they could cause the plague, Judge Rue. Where did the right to live on the street come from, Judge Rue? I have no idea who appointed Judge Rue, but I'm going to leave it for you guys to look up tonight or now and tell me who appointed Judge Rue. This is an asinine legal decision. There is no right to – this is what we mean by activist judges. Uh, Since the uh, Middle Ages – We've kept people from living on the streets because they defecate and urinate on the street and it causes deadly illness, Judge Rue. This is like the judge who couldn't define woman and is on the Supreme Court. Whoa! Whoa! Well, no wonder 300 people left California last year. <laughs> They're doing it all over the streets. I want you to, I want you now to also, I want to keep you all awake. I know you're tired from, from, from yesterday's festivities. What, do the, what does the following have in common? Here are the three states that lost the most people. California, Illinois, and New York. Here are the three states that gained the most people. Florida, Texas, and North Carolina. Well, the three that lost them are Democratic crooked states. Oh, yes, for many years. Of course, we know Illinois, Chicago, New York. Tammany Hall, all the people I put in prison, the ones that are going to prison now, in California. Whoa. I don't know if California – now, California, I don't, I don't know that California is – it used to be. I think California is like nuts, like crazy, like out of their mind. And the other three – well, the other three are two solid, solid Republican states, one becoming rock solid. One is, and the other is becoming. And North Carolina, although it will occasionally have a Democrat governor, basically a Republican and a conservative state. And where it is Democrat, it's a conservative state. 
It believes like money doesn't grow on trees. Homeless people don't get the right to uh, defecate all over your block. Uh, uh, if police get hit, they have the right to arrest you. If you steal property, you go to jail. If you kill somebody, you don't get bail. You know, things like we don't do in New York. Well, people are voting with their feet and they are leaving. Another reason why they might be leaving is, uh, given the terrible performance in New York this year, uh, Rochester, sounds like Rochester once again is going to set the record for Rochester for the most murders in the history of Rochester. And I heard someone say, but I haven't had a chance to check it yet, so we'll, we'll be sure tomorrow. I heard someone say on Newsmax that Rochester has more per capita m- murders right now than any city in the country. Rochester used to be a quiet, nice city when I was the mayor. The crime problem in New York when I was the mayor was New York City. New York City's got a big crime problem now due to the fact that we have a mayor that likes to go other places rather than be in New York and not let us know where he is. Uh, I did see him at Midnight Mass, uh, but he was out of the city for a long time, wouldn't tell anybody where he was, and people were getting battered around, beaten around, knocked in the head, shot, killed. You cannot leave the city on Christmas! During that period of time, we have a disproportionate number of fire and fire deaths, Adams. Anybody ever tell you that, you jackass? I hate lazy, incompetent people. Don't take these jobs if you don't have the guts to do them, if you don't have the staying power to do them. Think I'm angry? You're darn right I am. You do these jobs wrong and people die. We'll be back in a short while. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. You know, there's been a lot of talk and, and we're going to discuss it quite a bit in the most important stories of um, 2022, which we'll be doing somewhat here. But I'll also do a podcast this week on it, which will come out on Wednesday and on Friday. And also I'll do it on my eight o'clock live stream and get you uh, a chance to participate. So you can send me in text as to what you think should be considered as the most significant stories of 2022. Last year I did 10. I thought that was too many. I think I may make it five or six this year and spend a little more time on it, but that is subject to change. I've got a whole bunch of them up there, uh, for, for, uh, for review. But, uh, you know, censorship has to be part of it. And when we think of censorship, of course, we think of the hard drive, and we spent a lot of time on the hard drive. But the latest revelations from a Twitter indicate we had another censorship that possibly is significant because this one cost lives. I knew it was happening when it was happening, and that is over COVID. I mean, uh, both during the Trump and the Biden administrations, the bureaucrats were spreading lies. That got people killed. I knew it because several of my friends, I was avo- I was able to avoid their dying by being able to get them hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine is a medicine I knew before they started lying about it. It's 50 years old. I took it when I went to India for malaria. Uh, I read the article quickly because Dr. Maria got it for me of Dr. Fauci eight years ago about how safe it was. 
Remember Fauci telling you it was dangerous? And then all of a sudden, because Donald Trump mentioned it, it became, you couldn't use it. Uh, and then they started saying it was dangerous. That was the worst of all. There's nothing dangerous about hydroxychloroquine. There's any more dangerous than aspirin. Every medicine is dangerous. Every medicine has somebody that shouldn't be using, you know, people with certain kinds of heart conditions shouldn't be using Viagra. Uh, certain people with certain kind of stomach conditions shouldn't be using aspirin. Come on. Certain people with certain kinds of uh, uh, heart irregularities, very small number, should not be using hydroxychloroquine. Uh, but it largely is not fatal. The outcomes for people on the hydroxychloroquine zinc uh, 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 program taken early were in the 90% plus. Among young people, almost 100%. Uh, two of my friends' lives were saved by it because I was able to get it for them, even though Dr. Cuomo, who wrote his book about what a great job he did, he did do a great job with COVID. He got New York to the most per capita deaths. Very nice, Andrew. You'll have that for the rest of your life. Just think, you can tell your grandchildren. More people died of COVID in my city and state per capita than any place. That's my contribution to public service. Oh, and my Emmy. And my phony book written by other people on state time. Oh, and all those old people I killed in the hospital. But I got away with it because I'm a Democrat. <laughs> Mike Biden got away with it. We get away with anything, kids. So be a Democrat, you know. You could go on to say, you could like rob banks and stuff. You'd be like Hunter. You could be like a real criminal. Or you could go collect money for, you know, one, one guy could be a public official and the other guy could be the one collecting the money for him and you give 50% of your income to him. And then, uh, if somebody like Giuliani catches you, they'll disbar him. Don't worry. We got it here. We got this place locked up. Locked up. But among other things, there's going to be a major scandal that we're going to cover big time next year. Major scandal of all the information about the pandemic that was covered up. A very good preview of it is Robert Kennedy's book. And you, you want to know why they kept hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin away from you? It wasn't. It's been used for years. It's not dangerous. You know why they didn't suggest treatments, which is outrageous. Because if they did and it worked, they couldn't have made trillions on the vaccine because they could not have gotten an emergency authorization. If there's an effective treatment for an illness, you can't get an emergency authorization. The reason why lots of doctors and nurses didn't want to take the vaccine is because doctors and nurses who are scientists do not trust vaccines that aren't tested for about two or three years because vaccines can develop dramatic, very dangerous side effects two and three years later. So we had to rush this. So uh, in fairness, uh, President Trump handled this correctly. You get to decide. You are taking a risk. You're taking a risk of the unknown. And now that we look it over, now that we look it over, there was no reason for young people to take this vaccine. There was no reason for me to take this vaccine. I had the illness and I have the antibodies. All I'm doing is taking a risk at the side effects that have now been developed and are much more significant than anyone reported. They were, they were covered up like the hard drive was covered up. These people are crooked. All they think about is money. This was a big payday for Moderna. 
They even celebrated becoming trillionaires or billionaires or whatever the hell they became. Big payday for Pfizer. And then when you got to the fact that the, that the, that the vaccine was a, another one of these Orwellian, the word doesn't mean what it says under Biden. A vaccine stops an illness. You, you get a vaccine, you don't get polio. A vaccine doesn't stop polio for four months. Now we gotta take another vaccine. Now we're gonna another vaccine. We're gonna another vaccine. And now another vaccine. They call that treatment, by the way. <laughs> and they call it treatment that's gonna make a fortune for, for Pfizer because they can pick up a trillion for each one of those boosters. I mean, as far as they're concerned, they'd boost every day. Yep, yep. And the whole, and the whole, the whole uh, company would be made up of billionaires. You wouldn't have any place in your arm to put a, put an injection, but the amount of corruption involved with the pandemic will totally take your breath away. You'll take your breath away. And you'd be very surprised who was involved in it, including lots of kickbacks for PPP. You think the crooks in this country are going to let PPP just float around with all that money? And then killing anything that would prevent the vaccine from making the trillions for the companies and then hiding the side effects, which if you read European literature, it's there in tremendous detail. And the Robert Kennedy book, which deserves probably the Book of the Year award, has been trashed by the New York Times. And it proves that Dr. Fauci is a mercenary, 100% mercenary. So those are stories that are going to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to cover, but let's see what we got here. We've got, well, we have Joseph in Fairfield that wants to ask about COVID medication, so we might as well, might as well stick on a subject for a minute. Hello, Mayor. Um, yeah, I have a background. I've been teaching uh, biology, chemistry, college level for 45 years. I went to pharmacy school at St. John's. I've been following this from the beginning. My doctor from the Bronx, who is retired now, was trying to get hydroxychloroquine. Finally did get it for me over a year ago, and I uh, had no problems. I went over hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. And uh, he retired, but he was petitioning the governor in, uh, in the spring of 2020 to allow it for him to prescribe it. Finally, he did. He was writing letters to him. That was uh, Cuomo. So I know very much, uh, and I totally agree with you, what, uh, what happened here. Um, I was on the radio uh, about a year and a half ago, and I said that this shot, which is not true vaccine, because a true vaccine has to be from attenuated definition, traditional definition of a vaccine has to be from attenuated virus or bacteria. It's not. It's an mRNA, messenger RNA and there's also evidence that it was a reverse transcriptase. If that's complicated, I could talk about that another time. But this makes people the GMOs. It makes the organism a GMO. What is a GMO? modified organism. Genetically modified organism because it allows us to make our, the proteins, the spike proteins of the virus. It's a technology that's, that's experimental. It should not have been used, and it's not a true vaccine. The reason they call it a vaccine, they patented it so because it's protected by federal law. So they can't be uh, sued for violations. Uh, it's federal law 21 U.S. Uh, 21 U.S. Code 300. I wrote it down somewhere. Well, maybe, maybe, law. maybe the law is uh, not enforceable if it was obtained by fraud. I mean, if, if in fact it's not a vaccine and they defined it that way. I mean, I think my my uh, partner, you know, Dr. Ryan, was very, very much against this for, for very same reasons as, as you're saying, because 
uh, vaccines in general, you want a little more time to test them out anyway, even normal vaccines, because they can have side effects that you don't anticipate. But here you're doing something totally different. This isn't a, this isn't, you know, the old idea of a vaccine is right. You give the person the infection and they develop an immunity to it, right? Exactly. Natural immunity, which is what and it's I all have. natural. Here, here, here they're messing around with your with your DNA, right? Right, exactly. And like you say, Moderna and Pfizer uh, made tons of money, billions of money, uh, billions of dollars worth of money. And uh, thank God for DeSantis. He opened up a grand jury last week to investigate this. And I, I hope that's pursued uh, I, to the end. And my so. advice to him was follow the money. And yeah, follow the- <laughs> why do you think why do you think Fauci and all his creeps don't want to give up their royalties? Tell, but I give it up. I mean, tell us where it came from. I remember Fauci reading about him in the early 80s because I was still teaching uh, the, the chemistry and so on. He was developing this technology through uh, the NIH, which Francis Collins unfortunately got away with it. He, he skipped town. He should be investigated, too, with Fauci. But they had this money. They were going after uh, – it was basically for AIDS research. And uh, this technology of using uh, an mRNA, uh, which is uh, messenger RNA, to go into the body and produce the proteins, and then our body produces antibodies against it, is very, uh, very uh, uh, experimental. And, and to, to move on to a, a so-called a vaccine, which I don't want to call it a vaccine, it's really just a shot, this, uh, this COVID shot. And now they're even developing that with uh, the regular uh, uh, flu flu vaccines. They're they're using mRNA technology to develop these. And they come out of China. The majority of these are made in China. Of course they're made in China. 98% of what we buy comes from China still. Yeah. All right. But hey, this, this was very helpful, Joseph. Keep keep sticking with us because I think next year a lot's going to come out on this and we could use your expertise, okay? I have a lot to say on this and I'll call you back. Yeah, please stick with us, okay? Uh, so let's go to, uh, let's go to George. Hi there, Mayor Giuliani. Yes, George. Uh, happy holidays and so forth to, to you, you and all to you too, to you, to you too, George. Happy Thank holidays. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, regarding, uh, the, uh, what you just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dr. Ryan, did she recommend you to get the hydrochloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine in uh, India when you were visiting. Oh there, no, no! Uh, to as anti cholera. No, that's long before I knew her. My my own my doctor at the time, my how do you pronounce that? Epidemiologist. He uh, recommended it uh, twice when I went to India, and once when I went to Africa. Oh, and, and I, I, actually, actually, I originally took uh, chloroquine before they had hydroxy. You know. Um, the chloroquine was kind of tough. It was kind of tough on your head. It gave you bad dreams. <laughs> right. Now, regarding uh, President Trump, right? Now, look, he's going to be the only uh, savior as far as, uh, you know, any leadership in the near future. Because in the past couple of years, we've been regressing by as many as uh, four, five, six years. Two more years and more regression. And it's going to be very tough for anyone else besides uh, uh, President Trump to correct the damages caused by the current administration vis-a-vis crime in this country and most uh, particularly the disaster on the border. You're absolutely right. I think I think that uh, Donald Trump's major argument for why he should be the president is he was there. He did it. 
and he got results now that we would be dying for. I mean, we would just love to have, we'd love to have the America back we had pre-pandemic or even the America we were headed for after the pandemic, before Biden took it, reversed everything. I mean, he reversed everything at the border. He, he single-handedly created the, 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 the massive invasion of this country by people who are bringing in fentanyl, bringing in uh, uh, human slaves, bringing in all kinds of other drugs, bringing in terror, terrorists, and bringing in people that are just very, very difficult people that are, that are going to flood our social services and, and, and are getting better treatment than Americans. That's all Joe Biden. Every single bit of it is Joe Biden. Amazing. And amazing that we voted for it. You know, there are people from foreign countries that look at this who are liberals. You know, liberals, they, they hated Trump. But they're saying, hey, you, you weren't so wrong about Trump, but how come your, your people are so stupid to him? This guy's, this guy's crazy. He's uh, he, Somebody used a word, but I'm not sure it's a bad word. It was a, it was a Yiddish word that means, not, not Meshuggah, but something like it. But it sounds a little dirty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out with, I'm gonna check it out with Sid. And if it works, I'll use it tomorrow, okay? So pay attention tomorrow. Let's go to Joe in the Bronx. Hello, Mr. Mayor. How are you? I'm good, Joe. What a voice. I like that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Well, I know we're pressed for time, so I will be brief. Uh, First of all, before I go into my comment, I want to uh, actually edify the audience with regard to uh, just getting straight information with regard to what's going on on the border, how we got here, more importantly, with the Immigration Act of 1965 that threw the borders open during the Johnson administration. Um, Great book. It's called The Culture of Critique by Dr. Kevin McDonald. It goes into the immigration crisis, the numbers, how much they're costing, where they're coming from, the cost in terms of crime, welfare payments, all everything you need to know, the dynamics of what's going on in the situation down uh, at the border, the culture critique by Dr. Kevin McDonald. So it takes you back now, like to, the 60s, my... to the 60s or so? Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah. when that... I know that. That's when the immigration laws. That's when the immigration laws were changed back exactly. in 1965. Exactly. You know. So, uh, so let me just uh, get get into it really quick. Now, <clears throat> you have to understand something. One of the biggest lies on the left is that they try to deny reality with regard to racial differences, not only in crime but a wide variety of metrics that pertain to what's needed to have a socially stable nation and a socially stable society. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, here in the United States, you'll hear all kinds of malarkey about, oh, it's white racism. That's the reason why uh, the the crime rates are so disparate. It's a a bunch of baloney. Because when you look at the crime rates here in the United States, for instance, if you acknowledge a fact that 13% of the population is black, but nevertheless, 60% of the people who commit murder happen to be black. And if you point something like that, if you point something like that out, you know, you're immediately denounced as a racist, denounced as a uh, xenophobe, whatever the case may be. Well, I actually think we're going to have to take a hard break here. If you don't point it out, you're a racist. But thank you very much. Uh, we'll, We'll be in touch again. Thanks. We'll take our short break and then we'll have the mayor's final word. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is the Mayor's Final Thoughts, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, the organization that takes care of our uniform members and their families should they become catastrophically injured and need special homes that give them a maximum degree of independence, or should, God forbid, they lose their lives in the line of duty, then it's Tunnel to Towers, and Frank Siller in particular, who's there right away, paying off the mortgage, having the back of the family, giving them the sense that there's people with them and who care about them. And Tunnel to Towers stays them for as much as they need. What do they need from you? $11 a month at T2T.org. If you've already put in your $11 a month, make a special Christmas present now or New Year's present. Put a little extra in because this is a tough month. They've gone through a massive, massive uh, uh, program of giving out a house a day under Season of Hope. And, of course, with, 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 with the weather and, and, and the terrible things that are happening, with people dying in various parts of the country, they have, they're, they're constantly helping out their other fellow uh, worthy charities. In, in, um, so there is a little diversion that goes on. So put some money in and you're gonna, just going to feel so much better about yourself. You really are. You know, we have our chance now. The, we're, we're coming at the end of this year. We're going to review this year, as I said. We're going to v- review it on RudyGiulianiCS.com. That'll be out on Wednesday and Friday. And we're going to review it and, pre- and more or less prepare it with your help at night between 8 and 9. And you can get us uh, on a live stream there on YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitter. And um, and Ted uh, Ted Gleason asked, asked me the questions, and uh, we, we try to get as many in as possible. But what I'd like from you, if you're inclined to do it tonight, is I'd like some of your suggestions on what you think the biggest stories of the year are. And I, I want to review them, not just to remind you of them, but to see what we've learned from them and what we're going to take from them so we improve our country. After all, that's our that's our job as citizens. Our job as citizens is to leave this country better than it was left to us. And uh, we can do that if we work on, let's, let's say, parents and the problems for children, which will be one of the things we talk about. So you stay tuned tonight, 8 to 9, and go to RudyGiulianiCS.com. And we'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock, same time, same station, WABCRadio.com. God bless you. Once again, Merry Christmas. And God bless America.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 